0: Alright, what up, what up, welcome back, hello, episode 17 of the Project 6 podcast, final one of 2020, we've made it to the end of the year, so naturally we're going to talk about a bunch of Game of the Year stuff, Um, this might be a short podcast, I'm going to try to rip through this because if you haven't been following on Twitter, my computer has completely fallen apart, both my new one and my old one. I have no idea what the issue is. I'm going to have to ship out the, the new one to get it looked at and fixed, and then my old computer, I don't know, I might mess around with and see if I can get it figured out. Right now, I'm on this crappy, terrible HP computer that my dad had in the basement, and it's awful. It's unbearably slow. I'm trying to record this on that. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, so we'll just try to get through this and make my life not terrible. So we'll start with game of the year, then we'll touch on on some other stuff and call it a wrap. So game of the year. I got a list of games here that I put together over the last week, just thinking of like, what were the big games that came out this year? And I got in no, I want to say in no particular order, but they're kind of in an order. Here I'll read them out of order. Um, what I hope was the order they came out: Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Final Fantasy VII Remake, The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, Cyberpunk 2077, and Hades. So, those are, I think, like the premier games that came out this year. Half Life Alex is also one of them, but I didn't play Half Life Alex. More on that in a little bit, actually. But anyway, so out of that list, um, we'll do. So, I'll do my top five. I'll start from the bottom and work my way up. In uh, number five, I got Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, Again, one of those games I I didn't expect to love as much as I did. It got so freaking popular when it came out. It was it was like you know, it was the game of the pandemic, right? People are at home, not a whole lot to do, everything's shut down, and everyone's just chilling out in Animal Crossing, New Horizons. It was super fun. I haven't touched it since the summer, but I think I think I played. Animal Crossing New Horizons at least turned it on once every day for like four months. Right. I was getting up and playing that. My TV was unmuted. Unmuted. Whoops. Uh, I was getting up and playing Animal Crossing before work some days. Like, oh, that game was super fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, Just fantastic. It was just the right game to come out when it did. Uh, Number four. I've got Ori and the Will of the Wisps, fantastic game, if you haven't played Ori, play it, it's awesome, uh, I know it's on Xbox Switch and PC, I don't, I'm not sure if it's on any other platforms, I would look it up, but my computer is a steaming pile of crap, and I'm afraid that i will destroy something if I try to do another thing, so I'm just not touching it, um, yeah, so Ori and the Blind Forest, beautiful game, Metroidvania game, came out, I want to say 2017 is when it came out, uh, fantastic game, you can get it super cheap, uh, I love that game to death, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, just, you know, it's more of the same, it's just a terrific game, fabulous story, beautiful artwork, the music is fantastic, the gameplay is great, I I can't say a bad thing about the Ori games, they're just, they're fantastic. So Ori and the World of the Wisps is in my four spot. Uh, again, Cheap Game came out super early this year. I want to say it came out in, let's see. I went down to Disney World in February and I was playing Ori and the Blind Forest when I was on the plane, or at least in the airport. Uh, I want to say this came out at the beginning of March, maybe. I, and it again was not an expensive game, so definitely worth getting. Uh, number three, Final Fantasy VII remake. This this was going to be my game of the year for a while, and then it got overtaken. Just an absurdly good remake. the the mu- The remixed music in that game was just incredible. The gameplay is awesome. I love the characters in Final Fantasy 7. I thought they did a great job, really uh, bringing them to life in that remake. It's so good. I can't wait to play the the other ones. But I do. There is a little part of me. It's hard to call a remake game of the year, right? It's not like it's something new. You're just sort of remaking it. Still great, which is why it's still going to make the list. But it's it's hard for me to want to put a remake at number one right as much as i love it it's a fabulous fabulous game and i would highly recommend it especially if you've never played final fantasy 7 before it's so good in spite of going full kingdom hearts at the very end of it which more to talk on that later whenever part two comes out for that my number two slot so this one's changed a little for me. I got Hades in my number two spot. Uh, it's really climbed my list the more I thought about it, and and honestly, I I almost put it in the top spot. I I was close. It's just so good. It's so good. Supergiant is a fantastic developer. They make great games, and Hades. So it came in out in early access. Was it late last year? That it came out in early access or early this year or something. Honestly, I had never heard of Hades, had no idea what it was. It came out, everyone's talking about it. I tried it and I was blown away. I'm not a big roguelike guy. I'm not one of these people that can just sit down and play through a roguelike constantly. But I don't know, it won me over. I I thought it was super enjoyable. And, And now I think I mentioned last week in the news section that it has cross-saves between PC and Switch, which is great. Again, artwork is great. The voiceover work is great. The gameplay is super fun. The music's great. Everything about Hades is great. It's just a fantastic game. And again, cheap, right? Three of the five games I got on here are cheap. Or two of the five, I should say. It's... Oh, it's just so good! It's I honestly, Hades is a must play. You you should definitely try it, especially on PC. Like you can get it if you go on. I know in the Epic Game Store with discounts and stuff, you could get it for like ten bucks. It's like you, it's a must play game. It's fantastic. I loved it. And then my number one spot is Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is my game of the year this year. I, it's one of those games that I've I've said this. A bunch you know leading up to it i wasn't that hyped for it like that it was always there was all this hype when it got revealed and they were first showing it off and it was like wow this game looks super cool and that sort of died down and then i was looking at it and saying so this is really just an assassin's creed type game like is that even is that even something i'm really gonna be all that into and then We got to about the week before it was coming out and I really started to be like, you know what? I'm actually kind of excited to play this game and see what it's about. And then next thing I know, I think I got up and played it for like two or three hours before I went to work the day it came out and I I was hooked. That game was awesome. Just the world was beautiful, right? Every time you just kept turning corners and you'd see these visuals that were just awesome. Right? You look down over a field, there's just these all these colorful flowers everywhere, the way the wind worked, all the collectibles mattered, and you knew exactly what you were getting from each one, and you could ignore it if you wanted. It all felt natural in your exploration of the world. I thought the HUD was fantastic, where, you know, there's really no HUD at all. It's just so good. And the story, yeah, the story was kind of maybe a little generic. But I thought it was really good. I thought the ending was was absurdly well done. It was super beautiful. I I just I loved it, and and I love Jin Sakai as a character, and I thought all the other characters in there were were really well done. I just thought Ghost of Tsushima was fantastic. Um, very much looking forward to a sequel. Now, my cat's being a pain in the ass because she wants out of the room. Go figure. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is my game of the year. Just terrific, terrific game. I, I loved it. All right. Um, so, just want to touch on a couple other, I guess, honorable mentions, if you want to call them that. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. I'm going to get to more of this. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just do it now. Uh, I just finished Immortals Phoenix Rising yesterday. F- oh, just terrific game i i love i loved immortals phoenix rising super fun did not expect to enjoy it as much as i did just just a blast to play ran great on the ps5 no issues i played in performance mode just super fun the way you know there were there were some things sure like the the commentary from zeus wasn't always great sometimes it was like really like that's, that's what you're going to try to put in here as a joke. And whatever. But there were there were jokes in there that were good. The gameplay was super fun. Once you get to the end and you start really racking up you know, your stamina pool and your god powers. And you're really just ripping through everything. It's super fun to play. Uh, I'm definitely going to be playing the DLC for this game. Uh, and I actually just finished writing an article about it. I would love to see them make a sequel to it. Similar idea, right? Build off of Assassin's Creed Valhalla like you did with Assassin's Creed Origin or Odyssey. And instead of Greek mythology this time, do Norse mythology, right? Give me Mimir as a commentator. And I don't know. Can you get God of War's Mimir voice actor? That would be cool. But like you can make Loki the villain. You can have Odin in there, Thor in there. Maybe you have Freya, Balder, you know, whoever you want to put in there. I, I think that would be super fun. Maybe you have, like, Yggdrasil in the middle and Loki's fucking around with it or whatever. I don't know. It, it's just... The systems were all good. The gameplay is great. Just do it with Norse mythology this time and, and I'll play it. It'll be fine. I'll love it. Um, and, you know, you could have... You know, you're... You know, Jormungandr fight, you can have a Fenrir fight, right? Like there's, it's super easy to do. And if you really want to double down on copying Breath of the Wild, just wait until Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, see what they do in that game, and then copy it with, you know, Immortals, whatever, Rising. And then another thing you can do, because obviously Ubisoft wants their season pass and their DLC and whatever, Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising has a cool Chinese mythology DLC coming out with a new character in a new region. Do the same thing with Egyptian mythology in the next game, right? And I don't need this game to be a a long running series, right? Just give me a follow-up at first, like I was playing it and I was like, no, I wouldn't want to see a sequel to this game. And then I finished it and I was like, no, I would like to see a sequel to this game, right? You don't have to make three, four, five games, just make two. Right? You made the first one, make a follow-up, it'll be fine. And you cover all the mythology, it'll be great. So Immortals Phoenix Rising gets an honorable mention for me. Um, super fun game. But not quite there to break my top five, but it's close. I mean, it's right in that region. And then right there with it, is Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I thought was fantastic. Um, obviously, I, I talked about this before, but it's, it's just I, I thought it was great. Obviously, being smaller, I wouldn't say it was quite on par with 2018, and that's definitely one of the things that holds it back for me, is that it's not a full-size game, but I, I love that version of Miles Morales, I love his relationship with his uncle, uh, the is super fun with all the venom powers, the story was okay, um, I didn't totally love the tinkerer as the villain, but she was fine. And that, eh, it was fine. Like, that is is a good, enjoyable game. I, I liked Miles Morales a lot. It's just, there are, it's just not quite into that top five. So, honorable mention. Uh, and then, I would say a step down from those two games, we get to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Which, again, I thought was fine. It was enjoyable. I liked the game. I put 90 hours into it, and I had a good time with it. But, you know, it, Assassin's Creed is what it is at this point. Um, it's not one of those games that's going to blow me away. But I, I enjoy what it has to offer and I have a good time with it. So that's where I am with Assassin's Creed. And then we get to my, my bottom three here. So Demon Souls I have down here. Not, Demon Souls was fine. Uh, again, I've said it before. I just i i wasn't Demon Souls. Just didn't do it for me. Uh, I it was it was fine, pretty game, but gameplay wise, just didn't really do anything for me. And then The Last of Us Part Two, I have down here in my last spot because uh, I didn't like it. So, again, technically fantastic game, one of the prettiest well-made games you're ever gonna find the last of us part two but i fucking hated the narrative and sorry i'm gonna hold that against that game i didn't like it so not even a consideration it's at the bottom of the list and then last thing i want to touch on obviously my computer's fucked so i haven't finished cyberpunk 2077 which annoys the shit out of me uh when am i gonna get to finish that game i have no idea which annoys me because I was really enjoying that game. Um, but my, my greater point on Cyberpunk 2077 here is, you know, if, if I was someone who was rating video games and I was doing reviews and rating, Cyberpunk 2077 to me gets an unfinished. It, it's just there's too much there that just is, isn't done and doesn't work right the ai sucks the police system doesn't really exist it, it, there's just there's so many there is no you know wardrobe for your fashion there's just so much stuff that's missing and and i'm drawing a blank here because i haven't i haven't been able to touch cyberpunk 2077 in over a week now and i'm starting to get to the stage where it's all sort of fading out of my mind and it's tougher to remember it which pisses me off cuz i i i can't imagine i have to have less than 10 hours left in that game and i can't play it and that's just incredibly incredibly frustrating um but yeah the game the game's just not done uh this is one of those games i know they said they're going to do a big patch in january and february i i'm not sure that a big patch in each of the next couple months. Is enough for that game. It, it, this is going to be one of those things. Where it's going to take. You know 6, 8, 10, 12 months. Um. Before we really get to see. You know the full vision of that game. Because the game needed another. It needed another year. It's not like this needed some bug fixes. In the next couple months. This, this game needed a year. Because there are systems blatantly not in the game. Um. So this is one of those games where I'll be super interested to see where it is a year from now, right? When we get to, you know, late December, 2021, early January, 2022, I'm somewhere in that time frame. I'm going to want to replay Cyberpunk 2077 and see the true vision for that game. What did you guys have in mind for that game? And I want to play it after all those updates come out. And they say this is what Cyberpunk was supposed to be. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take them to get there, but when they get there, I am going to replay that game, and I I want to see because I want to be able to sit there and see. You see how like so I trust that CD Projekt Red is going to fix this game. I think I think the people that made CD Projekt Red reach the status that they were are not the people who are at fault for the state of Cyberpunk 2077. I I do feel like this was a game that was maybe 70-75% done when some you know executive came in the room and said, okay guys, here's the deal, we have to ship out for this date, wrap up what you're doing and get this thing ready to go. And my guess is then the developers and whoever looked at it and said, there's no way. That this game's ready to go. And so the delays kept happening. Because they were trying to get the game out. And the game wasn't ready. So this game might be missing. 25-30% of what it was supposed to have. It, it's Honestly it's impossible to tell right now. And if CD Projekt Red is going to be serious. About fixing this. and they're, And redeeming themselves. They need to let their developers do what they're supposed to do. And I, I have full confidence that those people are going to be able to get this game to the state that it's supposed to be in. Maybe maybe I'll be wrong. But that that's how I feel right now. And I want to see where they get this game to. So a year from now, that's something we'll be looking out for. Um, And that's really it for that discussion of games for this year. Uh, there are just three little news items here that I put up on my list there's really nothing going on news wise um cyberpunk has sold over 11 million copies and that's counting refunds uh among us had half a billion active players in november on pc i believe and then there was a class action lawsuit filed against cdpr out of i think new york for the way that they advertise the game something like that um that was it for that. A couple other things I want to touch on. Uh, so I haven't mentioned this before on here for sure, but I am fortunate enough to work at a place with an owner who takes very good care of us, um, and he he does this he does this great thing for us every year at Christmas time. We do a we do a company Christmas party where he just gives out a shit ton of super expensive gifts. Right? These are all like minimum. Three hundred dollars gifts, right? I mean, we're talking like five hundred dollar gift cards. He buys a whole bunch of shit that's like four, five, six, seven hundred dollars each. He probably spends a, a lot just getting gifts for people. And we play a fun little game to determine order that we pick, and we get to pick gifts and whatever. It's it's super fun. He's a great guy, super generous. Um, my gift this year. I got the Oculus Quest 2, which is obviously the VR headset. Um, I put VR in the category of... I would never pay for it myself, but if you're going to give it to me and I don't have to pay for it, then sure, I'll take it. Uh, So, I set that up. When I set it up, I was... I'll be honest, I was blown away when I put the headset on. I've never used a VR headset before, and I don't know how I expected it to feel, but that wasn't really it. <laughs> um, so I set that up, and then today, I played the first two episodes of Vader Immortal, which is the Darth Vader VR game. Um, they're fine. I, I just played the story mode. Uh, my friend told me, that there's like a uh, like a wave-based mode where you just get to swing the lightsaber around and do your thing. And he said that that's super fun, so I ha- I still have to try that. Um, they're super short. The first one, I want to say the first episode was like an hour, and the second episode was only like 40 minutes. But I'll be honest, I- I'm not sure that I could play one of those for more than an hour. Uh, I, once I reach like the 45 minute mark, I, I feel like I've been getting really bad headaches and then I, I need to take a break. Like, I mean, it's, it's all right. It's not, it's not like mind blowing gameplay. It is super cool at times, but it's just all right. Um, I don't know. I'm going to play the last, I was going to play the last episode of Vader Immortal tonight and I just haven't got around to it. Um, because I started a replay of Breath of the Wild two or Breath of the Wild tonight, um, since I'm down a computer, I might as well replay Breath of the Wild, and I got some other games that I can I can replay right now while I have nothing going on. By the way, Breath of the Wild after playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising looks like someone puked on my monitor, and it runs at like 20 FPS, not great. Um, but anyway. I'm gonna play episode three of Vader Immortal, and then I want to play uh, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which is the other Star Wars VR game on here. Um, and then whenever my computer gets fixed, I would like to try Half Life Alex. Uh, I you know I've I've read that it was a fantastic game this year that sort of slipped under the radar, which obviously it would because it's VR. But that's a game I would like to try. I know there's an Iron Man VR game. I think there's a Spider-Man Far From Home VR thing that I would like to check out. I gotta see how all that works. I'm not I'm not quite up to speed on how all the Oculus Quest stuff works. But stuff to look into. I do have a VR headset now, so I'll be I'll be checking some of that out. That'll give us some stuff to talk about on here. Huh, what else did I watch? Uh, On Christmas morning, I watched the Lego Star Wars holiday special, which was all right. Um, It was only like 40 minutes long. It wasn't, it was fine. I mean, what do you expect out of Lego Star Wars? A holiday special, right? But it was, it was okay. Um, Would I necessarily recommend anyone watches it? No, probably not. But, I mean, if you're... Ryan Fitzpatrick just got face-masked into the earth. shed his head ripped around. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. If you really want to watch the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, go for it. But you're, you're not missing much there. Uh, and then I watched the making of The Mandalorian Season 2. Quick note. Spoilers. So, if you haven't finished The Mandalorian Season 2, I am going to touch on something here. Um... It was all right. I mean, there was some neat stuff in there. Uh, One of the directors, so the director who filmed the episode where Boba Fett gets his armor back. That scene when he comes through and just kicks the shit out of all the stormtroopers. The director, when he was planning. So the director's favorite character when he was a kid was Boba Fett. And when he was planning that scene, he he brought us they showed this this video clip too he he brought his kids into his backyard one of them had a stormtrooper costume on the other had a boba fett costume on and then he was holding up like little stormtrooper action figures and he cut together this really bad video of boba fett just killing all these stormtroopers and and he was like this is this is how i want that scene to look and they looked at him and they were like, Did you did you film this with action figures? And he was like, Yeah, I, I didn't have anything else to work with. And they were like, No, that's awesome. We're gonna use this. <laughs> that's super cool. Um It was it was a cool video to see. Um What else do we have? Uh George Lucas was on the set when they were filming with Ahsoka. That was cool. George Lucas He's, he's always around now, but he's like not doing anything. Oh, the uh, Dolphins just kicked a uh, game winning field goal. One second left, unless they do something really stupid here. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So George Lucas, uh, I wish they would talk to him, right? They show him standing there and he's talking to Rosario Dawson. And there's another clip where he's talking to John Favreau, but it's like, They don't, they don't interview him. I don't know. Ask him a question. See what he thinks. I want to hear him. And then the only thing I was disappointed on was they didn't touch on the Luke Skywalker stuff at all. And I, I get why, because obviously they were trying to keep it a secret. So if someone didn't need to know about it, then there was no reason to bring him in. Um, which is fine. But I don't know, could you have recorded something after and just talked to Mark Hamill and, and maybe talk to some people about what it took to make that happen? I don't know. And then I, I love seeing uh, Dave Filoni in his element. I just, I, I get a kick out of watching him laughing, making jokes about Star Wars and whatever. Referencing stupid little jokes. That's good stuff. I love it. Um, and that's really it. I'm not reading, reading any lists about games coming out in the next week because there's nothing coming out in the next week. I checked Wikipedia and there is nothing listed there for like two weeks. So whatever. Um, that's it for the podcast. Fortunately, it looks like we made it through this whole episode on this piece of shit computer without any issue, which is good. Um, next week. Again, I'm expecting a really quiet week for news here in the last week of the year. So next week will be the first show of 2021. We'll talk about games coming out next year that I'm hyped for. And I don't know. We'll go from there. Maybe I'll talk about Breath of the Wild. I don't know. To be determined. Some more VR. I don't know. We'll come up with stuff. Um, Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Um, Obviously... I just want to say, you know, thanks for taking the time out listening, if you you know listening to this podcast, if you stop into the Twitch stream at all, um, if you're watching any videos that I put up on YouTube, if you're reading any of my articles, I really appreciate it. Obviously the last few months here in 2020, I've really started to shift into a, a new gear with the way that I put this stuff out and I, I feel like I'm moving in a good direction into 2021 and I'm I'm really going to push hard at it next year and see where it gets me. Uh and I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun challenge to stand up to and see how it goes. Um and obviously my computer while I'm dealing with the computer problems my 2021 streaming plans aren't exactly going to start um I don't know how long it's going to take me to get my computer back up and running. I am going to ship it out hopefully this week. I sent an email um, trying to get a, a label or a return number or whatever. So hopefully I can get that computer out get it fixed. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I swapped out the power supply. I swapped out the RAM sticks. I swapped out, you know, I popped out the battery to reset the BIOS. I reseated the processor. I, I can't. You know, my graphics card did work in one computer, and now that computer's fucked up too. I I don't know what the hell's going on. I think I did something to the other computer when I was messing around with the processors. I don't know. My, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm pretty sure it's a motherboard problem. Here's my computer. Tell me what needs to be replaced and just replace it. Because I don't know. I honestly, I was so mad the other day when I fucked up my other, my other computer that I almost just turned around and bought a new one on the spot. I just, I can't, I can't super frustrating. And then by the time I get the computer back, maybe I'll remember that I haven't finished cyberpunk and I can get around to that. But anyway, thanks for hanging out. Uh, we'll get to next week and talk about some 2021 stuff, I guess. Um, So thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy your new year. Hope you had a good holidays, and I'll catch you next week for the next episode. Adios.